0: Today we're gonna be talking about mini sessions. We're nearing the end of 2023 and many photographers have already wrapped up their sessions for the year, but some of them are actually already planning 2024 mini sessions. Whether you love them or hate them, they're here to stay. They've been around a long time and I believe that you can make mini sessions profitable and enjoyable if you do them the right way. You are listening to the Anna Brandt Podcast for the year 2023. Anna Brandt has been a professional photographer for over 24 years and has taught worldwide in over 40 countries. She continues to educate in person and online while running a busy studio in Tustin, California. My mom's podcast is all about educating and motivating the creative entrepreneur. My name is Ava Brandt and I'm happy to welcome you to the fifth season of my mom's podcast channel. We hope you subscribe and stick around. So let's talk about it because some people really hate mini sessions and others, their business thrives on them and depends on them, especially in the fourth quarter of the year. But it can also be very applicable in the start of a new year. And many people will do mini sessions to focus on particular themes. There's so many different reasons why you would even have mini sessions. Some photographers will say, I did them, I hated them, they weren't profitable, I never wanna do them again. Other photographers will say they thrive, they love them, they get to see their clients year after year, and they're going to keep doing them because they definitely help their bottom line. I'm going into my 25th year of business and I've done mini sessions as long as I've been a newborn photographer. I remember when I started and I was working just out of my home, I would do mini sessions in my neighborhood. I did Easter, Valentine's, Christmas, and I really didn't make that much money, but I was just starting out. For me, starting out early in my career, mini sessions were a way for me to get my name out in my community. They were a way that I could provide little mini quick sessions, 25 minutes, half hour, sometimes 15, and an affordable way. And to convince others that they would wanna hire me maybe for longer, better sessions. And isn't that the point sometimes of mini sessions? Now let's talk about what actually a mini session is, why you would do them and how you can make them work. First of all, the idea of a mini session is it's less time than a regular session, hence the name mini. So a regular photography session could take anywhere from a half hour to an hour to two hours or more depending upon the type of session. For example, I specialize in newborns. So for me, a typical newborn session is going to be at least two hours long. Could be a little bit more, rarely less. Family session, on average, about an hour. But honestly, by the time the client comes in, decides on the clothing, preps the children, we set up, we shoot, we leave. Door to door could be anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half to two hours. A birthday session could be 30 minutes, 60 minutes, 90 minutes, depending upon whether it's the birthday child, the family, siblings, you get the idea. A mini session is usually shorter in time, has limitations rather than changing as many clothes as you want. Maybe you only change one time, or some mini sessions don't allow clothing changes at all. Mini sessions can range from, I've seen as little as two minutes, not from me, but I've seen as little as two minutes, to 15 minutes to a half an hour. The idea behind the mini session is, you guessed it, it's mini, right? Whether you're a photographer doing a two minute session or a 20 minute session, there are restrictions in comparison to your full price session, which is usually higher in price, allows longer in time frame and has more flexibility in regards to multiple setups or clothing changes. As photographers grow in their business, they kind of figure out what works and what doesn't work in a mini session. And they'll usually change them, adjust them along the way, or they'll ditch them altogether. For me, I've learned what works and what doesn't work, and I've made changes as I've grown my business. For example, when I started out, a mini session was 15 to 20 minutes. It was super cheap, maybe $100 or less, and I would probably end up spending more time than I should. Well, I also wouldn't take payment at time of booking. Well, what would happen is I would have no-shows because I didn't take payment ahead of time. I would find that the time frame wasn't long enough. 15 minutes wasn't long enough for me to work with a child. Sometimes children needed five, 10 minutes of just warm-up time and it just wasn't enough time. And I could go on and on about all the things I've learned over the past 20 something years of doing mini sessions. I learned that I didn't wanna do two minute sessions or five minute sessions or even 15 minute sessions. I learned that for me, a 30 minute mini was a good amount of time. I'm a super fast shooter, I know how to work with children, and it still allowed me 5-10 minutes of warm up time with children. I found that in a 30-minute session, I'm actively shooting around 20-25 to minutes and I can capture hundreds of images in that time frame. I've gained the client's trust, I've gained the attention of the child, and then I shoot quickly. I've learned how to time my sets and my positions. I've learned to limit the clothing changes, just one, and letting my client know that the dominant clothing change, the one that they want the most, should be done first. The second clothing change is a bonus. So during Santa, if they want to do formal and pajamas, which one do you really want the most? Which one do you really want on the Christmas card? If it's pajamas, we do pajamas first and the formal is a bonus. If it's the formal, we do that first and the pajama is about us. Because the idea is it's a mini session. We only have 30 minutes. So if we're doing a clothing change, let me know ahead of time so that I can make sure that I monitor my shooting time. Which means that in a half hour session, if there's a clothing change, I'm gonna try to capture as many images as I can in the first 15 to 20 minutes. And then those 10 minutes left are to capture additional couple of images in the clothing change. For many years, I wouldn't even allow new clients to book minis during our Santa session. Why? Because one year I learned that new clients, new children that didn't know who I was and were scared of Santa didn't want to come to my studio in the middle of June for fear that Santa was living in my studio. This actually happened. I actually had new children that hadn't met me before. So to them, they're only meeting me at the first time, they think Santa lives here. And when the summer came for a summer session, they didn't wanna go there because they weren't sure if Santa was gonna be there or not. So for about 10 years, we would only allow existing clients to book Santa sessions. What did that mean? That meant that you would need to book a regular price session before September if you wanted to book a Santa session with me. And clients understood, they got the message. There were many years where clients would tell me that they were trying to get in for a birthday session or a family session or a milestone session in August and September so that they could get to know me, become a client, so that they could then sign up for my Santa sessions. I didn't want children being terrified of coming to my studio because of a Santa session. This way, if the child already knew me and they came at many other times of the year, they knew that Santa didn't live here and that my studio was a safe place and that Anna or Anna Banana, as they often refer to me as, was a kind person that they trusted. And then when they came to see Santa, who was visiting my studio, they didn't hold it against me for the next session. And it worked. I learned that the 15-minute mini session didn't work for me, but a 30-minute session did. And I didn't need to charge $75 or $100. I could charge four, five, $600, even $1,000 for a mini session with the appropriate set, a well-designed and thought-out set, and especially this year, a more unique set. I learned that creating my own sets and finding ways to build the set that nobody else had was definitely an attractive draw for my clients. Because honestly, if I'm going to do a set that everybody else has, why don't they just go to the mall? And so clients will pay a higher price if they can guarantee several things. Number one, they don't want to be rushed. They don't wanna be rushed in and out of a session. If you're gonna do high volume, low pricing, then your clients know they only have a couple of minutes, they're not gonna spend a lot of money, they get what they get. And that's understood. But if you want to charge a higher price for your mini and have less volume, then you need to create an experience in which your clients are more comfortable paying the higher fee for. They're not gonna go to a mall Santa and spend $1,000 on Christmas photos. Why would they? They're not gonna stand in line behind 100 people with screaming children in the hallway and pay that kind of a price. They're gonna pay that kind of a price with a private set, with a set that only their children are a part of. When we have sessions with Santa, we wanna make sure that the next family doesn't come in until the first family is finished. That way, it's a private experience, it's just Santa, it's just the children, and they know that the attention is on them and their experience, not with the people waiting in line. This year, we stepped it up a notch and we created our own AI backdrops. The backdrop behind me was generated purely through our prompts in AI using Discord. And the idea with that was that I wanted to create something that I couldn't just find on any backdrop website. And I didn't really know what I wanted, and it was hours and hours of searching and fine-tuning and finding the right type of image that the AI server would bring back. Once that happened, we then needed to use our Photoshop skills and adjust and critique and fine-tune that backdrop. With the help of Alex, my videographer, he ended up creating a second wall so we could create a 3D set. We ended up doing the same thing with our Santa's workshop and creating three different walls to create an actual room which made clients feel like the whole experience was just so real, it was so real looking. Almost every single client that walked in my set just looked around and said, wow, this looks so real. Our Santa web workshop even had a ceiling in it. When I look at the photos, it looks like you're in a room with a ceiling and a floor. Purely created in AI. What I loved about that was I knew that there was no other photographer that had my backdrop this year. Even though we've now made our designs available to sell, our season is pretty much finished. And if somebody wants to purchase it and use it for the next year, we've already completed it. My clients pay a premium price for our Santa and workshop sessions. They're not $75 sessions. They're not $100 sessions. They're not $200 sessions. They're 400 and above. And so the idea is that if my clients are spending four, five, six, seven, eight, nine hundred $900 for a holiday mini, then I need to invest back as well. And I did. And we created unique sets and had them custom printed and found unique props. And I believe we created an amazing experience for our clients. And I know this because pretty much every single client came in and complimented us on our set. And I love that. And next year, we do it again. And we do something different and unique. And I love that it challenges me to create a more unique experience. Many of my clients have been coming year after year, some of them 18 years. 18 years of Santa sessions. I think that's absolutely amazing. And I think it's a privilege. And that brings me to another reason of why do many sessions at all. You know, on social media, especially this time of year, photographers get frustrated and overwhelmed and I hear the comments, oh, I'm never doing minis again. I didn't make any money or I put up minis and nobody bought them. Why is that? I should just give up. I've seen all the comments. Other photographers have said, I've loved my minis. I did 50. I did 100. I did 200. We broke the bank. We made 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 why are some photographers so profitable and have such a good response and others only had two or three if you're a photographer just starting out don't give up i gotta tell you i had many sessions when i just started out with just two or three people as well yes i did the only difference was it wasn't social media and so i really didn't have to tell anyone But what I did was I used that to my advantage. And even if I only had two or three clients doing minis, I would take those images and market them the next year. I would take that set and realize, oh, that was a terrible set. What can I do better next year? I remember years ago, gosh, I think Evan was, gosh, he was born in October, it was spring, so he was probably six, seven months old. And I did an Easter set in a consignment shop. Oh my gosh, this set. I had plastic eggs, guys. The plastic eggs you get in the grocery store, you know, the kind that you open up and put candy in, the orange and the bright pink ones, I had those eggs. My greenery was that fake green moss that you stuff in those grocery store Easter baskets. Yes, that's what I had. I'm pretty sure in my storage, there's a photo of Evan laying on a stuffed bunny with plastic eggs around him and this fake plastic green moss behind a white picket fence in a consignment store. And I think maybe I did three sessions that day and my son was one of them. Let's just say my Easter sets 10 years later completely different. I mean, I just have to laugh at what I did. First of all, I think I was pretty resourceful. And I think at the time it was an adorable set. I look back and I cringe at the thought of doing it, but I did not give up. And I had my own little cute model and I have at least Easter photos of him, but I did not give up. Every year I made my set bigger and better. And understandably that 22 years ago, there wasn't the amazing backdrops that exist today. There certainly wasn't AI. And I think I was doing a pretty good job at the time. Everything has to evolve. You know, so many things with photographers when they're just starting out is they want to go from zero to 360, like right now. They want to go from not having a clientele to having a million people wanting their mini sessions right now. They wanna go from a concept to making $30,000 right now. It's not how it works. You need to have an audience. I say all the time, you need to build your tribe. You need to have either a VIP list or a mailing list. Anyone that sells anything will say, who is your clientele? Whether you're selling an online course, whether you're marketing, whether you're doing a funnel, whether you're teaching, whether you're selling shoes. Who is your audience? Number one, you have to identify who your audience is. Is your audience someone that's going to spend $40 on a mini session, or is your audience somebody who wants to maybe have a private, more custom-tailored experience and not having their child in a mall, and they're willing to pay three, dollars or $500 for that experience? You know, who is your clientele? You need to understand who your clientele is and who your audience is, number one. Number two, you need to gather this audience. You need to gather them. So when I say you need your tribe, it's where is your tribe? Are they in a VIP Facebook group? Are they in a WhatsApp group, depending upon what part of the country you're in, a WeChat? Are they on your mailing list? That's where I prefer, and most of my bookings come directly from my mailing list. I can post online on social media all day long, minis are opening, minis are opening, but when I get my bookings is when I email my list. Why? Because my email list is my clients. They're the ones that have been coming to me year after year and they're the ones that when I send something out, they're like, Anna, I'm on, I'm in. Think of how many mailing lists you're on because you're a preferred customer. You know, I love when I shop at a particular place and then I get the email list of, you know, an early discount. That makes me super happy, especially if it's my favorite skin cream, you know, and I think, oh, yes, I got the email. I'm going to get 10% off, 50% off. I'm going to sign up. I'm going to purchase my favorite skin cream comes to my door. I'm super happy. Because I'm a customer of this company, I'm on the preferred list, they know that I love their product, and so I'm their ideal client, right? I mean, think of how many services and vendors and places you shop, just today I got an Email from a Nordstrom personal shopper, like, hey, do you need help? And I was actually like, I kinda do. I need to get over there and I have zero time to get over to Nordstrom. So I can reach out to my personal shopper who knows my son's measurements and can possibly help me out shopping for Christmas. And I don't have to run over to the store because his measurements are very particular. He's tall and thin. There's very few things that fit him. But let me tell you, my Nordstrom shopper knows what fits my son. A quick phone call, a quick email saves me time and money. And that's super valuable to me. And I know that my clients feel that way as well, that they can reach out via email. Anna opened up her mini sessions. I can get early booking. I can save money. I can jump on now. And then I don't have to think about it because Anna's studio is going to send reminders. They can change clothes, their their children feel safe in my studio, their children know me, they know my staff. This is super important. It's relationship building and it's long term. Now every year I get new clients that don't know me and maybe they were referred by a friend. And so what's great about the mini session is they can say, well, I don't really know Anna, I don't really know her staff, but I was referred to her. A mini session is a great way to introduce a new client to your studio without them spending a zillion dollars because they don't know how their children's gonna respond to you. And that's a big part of it, you guys. I mean, look, I'm a mom, I have three children. And over the years, you know, there were so many times that my children didn't want to do something in particular. And so maybe I would try a summer camp and maybe I would try just the one day camp because I didn't want to enroll in a whole week if they hated the camp. So I would try a class. I remember when my girls wanted to sew. Well, there was fashion camp for a whole week. Well, fashion camp is like four to $500 for a week. I don't know if I'm going to spend that kind of a money and then they really don't love sewing for five straight days. But That sewing camp has a two-hour mini introduction sewing class. That's only $50. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to sign up my girls for this $50 class. If they love it, great. I'm all in. Let's do the camp. If they hate it and they never want to sew again, we move on. And I did that many, many things over the years, and they loved it. And so we ended up enrolling in summer camp. I did that with art classes. Art camp is three, four, five hundred dollars a week. So let's enroll in an art class. And if you love it, we do the camp. I did it with gymnastics. I did it with dance. I did it with almost every single thing. I remember enrolling Evan in a basketball class. He hated it. Okay, basketball camp is out. But I put him in swim lessons and he ended up going into junior guards and becoming a lifeguard. So, you know, as a parent, you have to decide, is my child going to be comfortable at this studio? They may hate it. So I don't know if I want to go and spend the thousand dollars at a studio and then we get there and it's too far. Or maybe the studio isn't as comfortable as I liked. Or maybe the rapport with the photographer, mm, we're not, we're not gelling. It's just not working. And I'm already in this money, and it's not a great experience. But I'm interested in this photographer and they have a mini session, whether it's Christmas, Valentine's, spring, mommy and me, maternity mini, baby wrap mini, whatever it is. So let me try this new photographer. If I feel comfortable, if I like them, I'll sign up for their mailing list and then I may come to them again and again and again. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, you know, the mini session has a place. If you hate them and you've tried them and you don't wanna ever do them again, don't do it. But think about why you hated it. Maybe you didn't market it well. Maybe you didn't have your tribe. Maybe you didn't have a big enough mailing list. Maybe you underpriced yourself. Maybe you made the times too short. Look back at what didn't work and then tell yourself, you know what, I'm going to try again. I'm going to try again and maybe I price it a little bit different. Maybe I try a different set. Maybe I pull my existing clients that I have, whether it's five or 50, and ask them what type of sets they'd be interested in, and maybe even ask them to help design a set. There's so many things that we can do and we can grow from rather than just throwing in the towel and going, my mini sessions didn't work, I give up. Maybe they're not for me. And maybe they're not for you. And if they're not, that's okay. Move on and be okay with your decision. There's a lot of things that don't work for me. I don't do a mini newborn session. Why? I love newborns. That's just the fact. And so for me, if I did like a mini session, half an hour wrapped session, I know myself. I would look at that wrapped baby and I'd be like, he's so cute. He's sleeping. Why don't we just keep going? I know he only paid for half an hour wrapped, but look, he's so cute. Why don't we try this and this and this and this? And two hours later, I know this about myself because I love newborns. And I know that a half an hour in that baby gets in that beautiful sleep, they're all wrapped up. And that's when my brain starts working. And that's when the magic happens. So that doesn't work for me. I know a lot of photographers that do offer half hour mini wrap sessions or smaller mini wrap sessions and they love them and they're fine with it. And that's great. I'm okay not doing them. And I'm okay if a client wants a mini wrapped newborn session and they go to someone else that may be considered a competitor and they buy that. No harm because that's That's not my wheelhouse, that's not what makes me happy. I like creating sets and I love the newborn experience. That's why I love them. Now, when it comes to a birthday mini, we don't need to spend two hours doing a birthday session or a cake smash session. Honestly, you need like 20 minutes. So, you know, a half an hour birthday session is great. I don't need them all in the same outfit for half an hour staring at a cake. So I tell my clients, you can have a clothing change and we save the cake for the end and we could do more than one set because I like a little variety. Other photographers will say, no, 15 minutes, cake smash, one outfit, we do the cake and we're done. And that's what what works for them. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to know your cost of doing business. You have to know what's going to be profitable for you. You also have to know who you are as a photographer. Do you wanna do 100 two-minute sessions or 15-minute sessions or 20-minute sessions? Or would you rather do 50, 30-minute sessions? Do you have a very large clientele that you're trying to address? And if you have thousands and thousands of clients and only so many hours of the day, you may only be able to have time for 15-minute sessions. For me personally, I like the half an hour mini, and I don't need to do 5,000 of them. And I still do a very good portion of them, and it generates a good amount of revenue for our studio. And I also think it's important to kind of offer something to my clients that is a little bit quicker than normal. We can't do two hour sessions all day long and we can't do one hour sessions all day long. Sometimes a really good, amazing client of mine just needs a birthday mini. She just needs a mommy and me. She just needs a Christmas session for the Christmas card. And I'm okay with that. I can do it and I can price it in a way that's profitable for my studio. Over the years with mini sessions, we've done many different things. Spring, Valentine's, Halloween, Christmas, Santa. We've done toy drives. We've done food drives. We've given back to charity. We've worked with different organizations. I worked with the Heart Gallery for years where I would photograph children who needed to be adopted. I've worked with animal shelters before. You know, there's so many things you can do on a fundraising. You know, standpoint, just something giving back to your community. You know, it doesn't all have to be, how can I make a million dollars in a mini session? Maybe we need to give back to the community and partner with other local organizations and associations to donate your time for charitable purposes. I think that is very important and something I've done for the majority of my career. For years, gosh, I think 10 years, we had canned food drives. And back in the day of film, we would tell clients, bring in a canned food, a couple of cans, and in exchange, we would give you a printed five by seven. And then Thanksgiving, Evan would go with his dad and they would go to the local shelter and they would donate tons of different cans of food. And it was wonderful. We also did toy drives, and we would say, bring an unwrapped toy, and in exchange, we would give you a physical print, and we would then donate toys to the local places that needed toys for children. There's so many things that you can do, and I know that there are photographers around the world that do this, and it's a very big part of their business and their community. And our community relies on things like this. I think they're important whether you're working for a school or a church or really any type of organization, I don't really think that you can go wrong giving back your talents in exchange for providing valuable items for your community. So I think that mini sessions sometimes get a bad rap. The other day I saw an ad, don't do mini sessions, get rid of them. This is why, all the reasons why you shouldn't do mini sessions. And I thought about that ad and it was from a very popular photographer. And I thought, Why are we doing that? Why are we putting a negative spin on something? And if you're a photographer that doesn't like mini sessions and you don't think photographers should do them, okay, but is it really necessary to put out that negative ad? And and I guess if you're selling a course on how not to do mini sessions, then yeah, I guess you think that that's valid and and I guess there's nothing wrong with that. Me personally, even if I don't like doing something, I'm not going to create a program and just to tell people not to do it. I'm gonna say you can create a profitable business not doing mini sessions and only doing low volume, higher price sessions, of course, of course. And you can also have a profitable business doing only mini sessions and you can have a profitable business doing both. You have to decide at the end of the day, what do you want to do? I think the only downside about social media right now is there's so much conflicting information. One ad says do this, one ad says do this. Whether you're trying to lose weight, trying to get better skin, or trying to find the perfect vacation, there's always opposing sides. And you know we feel that social media listens to everything we say. So depending upon who you're talking to, you may get both sides all the time. And it's overwhelming. My advice, whether you're just starting out or you've been around a long time, trial and error, figure it out. Test your own market. If you put out minis this year and they weren't successful, take a step back and think why. In my experience, and based upon the audience that I have and the photographers that I train and mentor, the challenges that I see this year and other years is not the economy, believe it or not, although that's what I'm seeing almost every single day. The economy is terrible, the economy is terrible, the economy is terrible. I have been hearing that every single year, I think for the past 24 years. The economy is always going to be up and down, but there are still... People buying BMWs, people buying condos, people buying Airbnbs, people traveling to Paris. There are always going to be people that have money and there are always going to be people that don't have money. There's always going to be people that say the economy is great, it's a buyer's market. And then other people go, no, it's not, don't buy. You know, you're going to hear it all. I think that what happens is uh, there's a few issues. One, if you're a newer photographer, you just don't have the audience. You don't have your tribe. You don't have a big enough audience and they're not seeing your posts. Maybe you have a mailing list that you're not growing and nurturing. And so you're only posting on social and they're missing it. They're missing it because they're working all day and they get home and they're tired and they got to put their kids to bed and they're glancing at social media and they've missed 99% of the posts, right? I know this time of year, I'm missing most of what's on social media. I don't You don't have the time to see everything that's out there. And so it's not fault of your own. It's just that they're not seeing you. So you need to learn how to expand your reach. And in the new year, make sure how can you propagate your content across all platforms as well as push it out to your personal email list because I think that's the most important. And any marketer will tell you your money's in your email list because it's direct One-to-one in communication, someone has signed up because they want to hear from you, and it's important, and it's like the tumbleweed rolling down the hill and turning into a big hay bale. You need to build that mailing list one person at a time, and don't give up. Don't give up. Eventually, that list will grow if you keep at it. Another reason that maybe your minis did not explode is maybe your backdrop or your set was less than amazing. Or maybe it was amazing, but not for your market. You know, I'm here in Southern California and the market is different here than in Wyoming. Maybe in Wyoming, it's more cabin feel and soft warming sets. I don't know, I'm not in Wyoming, but I know that a holiday set in Wyoming is gonna look very different than Southern California. You know, here we like beaches and bright and airy and, you know, all different things. It's just different styles, east and west, midwest, north, south. So you want to make sure that the set you're building works in your area and your demographic. Maybe your price point was off. Maybe it was too high. Maybe it was too low. Sometimes people price themselves too low that you're actually not attracting the right clientele because you're target market is maybe not looking at the cheaper prices. You know, you've got the dollar store and then you've got Walmart and Walgreens and Target. Some people will only ever go into target and they will never go into a dollar store ever. Why? They just don't. And so if you've got this dollar store marketing pricing going, but you want that target client, They're not there. They're just not going there. And so you need to understand who your clientele is. You need to understand that the price points that they're comfortable with, and sometimes having too low of a price can not attract the right clientele that you're trying to attract. A higher price point with not the set or service that matches it will fail as well. So you may have a higher priced mini session because you priced it, based on your cost of doing business and what you can afford to do, but maybe the set didn't equal up. And someone will go, why would I pay that? I didn't really enjoy the set, or I really didn't like it, or I didn't think it was service, or maybe the time. Pull your clients, do some market research, do some test subjects, and try. And when something's not working, then you tell yourself, okay, next year, this is what we're going to do. And you just keep at it. I don't think there's anything wrong with mini sessions. I think they're fabulous. I think they're a great way to, as I said, give back to your community, to provide a way for people to try out your studio. And if they mesh and they have a great relationship, they sign on for other things. If you decide that you tried mini sessions, you hated them, you never want to do them again, then let it go and move on and start working on programs that are profitable to your business and that make sense. Because at the end of the day, we wanna build the life we love, right? I love this craft, I love being a photographer, I love trying new things, I love growing and learning, and I truly love what I do. And so when it's crazy and it's busy and I'm doing 100 million mini sessions and I have so much editing to do and my clients say, no, you're busy, but just checking on those images, I just kind of smile. I'm like, yeah, I am busy, but I'm busy because I want to be busy and it's not a bad thing. And I think that you've got to decide what you're willing to do, what you're capable of doing, and then be careful when you're promoting it and try to avoid the negative side of it. What, what do I mean by that? I'm gonna kind of close with this. What I see a lot of times is, you know, end of the summer and early fall, everyone's trying to promote their minis and they're trying to sell, sell, sell and fill their calendar. And then they do. And then they do like a hundred mini sessions in a couple of days. And they're like working and shooting like a dog. And then, and then guess what happens? then the editing happens. And then all of a sudden, those amazing posts that you see, book my minis, look at my minis, can't wait to do minis. I love my minis. All of a sudden, it's, oh my gosh, I'm editing. Please don't ask me for your minis. Please don't bother me. I've got to feed my children. I've got a Christmas shop. I've been wearing the same clothes for three days. I'm exhausted. My fingers are going to fall off and and on and on and on and on. And what's happening is your clients are going, wait a minute, wait a minute. You sold us these mini sessions. Isn't the whole editing delivery part, isn't that part of it? And I'm sorry I'm asking you for my images, but I'm trying to do my Christmas card, which was the whole purpose of buying your mini. And now I'm stressing you out because I need my images. See where that comes from? Yeah, I'm busy, guys, just like you, but I really try to make it an effort to work as fast as I humanly possibly can. And when a client says, just check it in my images, try to respond, working on them, let me get them to you, here they are, have a good holiday, and not post about, am I tired? Are my fingers going to fall off? Do, do I feel like the editing never ends? I mean... Yes and no, when I'm tired, I go to bed, I call it a day. Do the galleries seem endless right now? Yeah, but in two weeks they won't. And it's temporary and this too shall pass and I promoted, I sold, I need to finish and I need to deliver and I need to try to do it in the best way that I humanly possibly can so I have an even better season next year. If I spend the last couple of weeks of the year just bitching and complaining and moaning, Who would want to come to me next year? People are going to be like, I don't want to go to her. She's going to be all bothered and tired and exhausted. So just be careful at that end point as the year ends and whether you're listening to this in 2023 or 2024 or or whatever you're listening to it, just be careful. Be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you're selling because if you're selling You know, a lot of mini sessions, and you're selling this experience, you got to finish it. You got to finish it to the end. Just be careful what you're putting out there in the world. And remember that if you would like a lot of business and you would like to do a lot of sessions, that there's a cycle to it there's the providing the session, and then there's the delivery and the finished product and the images and making sure that your clients are happy and have an experience so that they'll want to do it again. Because if you're spending all your time complaining on social media and I was your client, I would not want to go to you. I just wouldn't want to bother you. Of course, we all need downtime. We need time with our family, setting boundaries, setting expectations, letting your clients know when to expect the images, and setting things like office hours so they know when you're working and when you're home with your family. This is all important and part of running a business. I beg you, I urge you to think about as you go into this next year, think about what worked and what didn't work. I think about these things every single day. Try to make changes. Try to adjust. That's the only way to truly build a business that you love. It's got to be fine-tuned. It's not going to be perfect straight out of the gate. It may not be perfect year one, two, or three. You might be 10 years in. You might be 15 years in. It is never gonna be perfect. Why? Because it is an evolution. Your business is a constant evolution, just like you as an artist are. And whatever business you have, you learn and you grow. I know that I've gotten better with age. I know for a fact. And as we grow and we learn from our experience, that's how we gain just a little bit more wisdom. And then we take that wisdom and we pass it on to the next generation. And as we go, we get better and better. And isn't that the idea? I think that we all need to give ourselves a little bit of grace, a little bit of kindness, and understand that we're just creative beings trying to build the best life that we can. Whether it's a mini session, a full price session, or just trying to make enough business to put food on the table. Do it with every ounce of your being, and I promise you the rewards will be there. I'm Anna Brandt. Thanks for listening. Did you like this podcast? We would love it if you gave my mom a kind review and reach out to her. To learn more about Anna, visit AnnaBrant.com. You can find out about her education opportunities at AnnaBrantEducation.com.